Hey there, I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and this is localjobnetwork.com radio and our latest podcast, Classroom to Boardroom. Here we offer up some valuable tips and strategies for the collegiate population to get them off to a great start in their professional career. And today we have the perfect crash course for you on corporate America. And joining us today is Andy Teach, a 30-year corporate veteran and author with experience at major Hollywood studios in Los Angeles, California. So just to kick us off today, could you share with our listeners what your background is and how you came to write your book, From Graduation to Corporation, The Practical Guide to Climbing the Corporate Ladder One Rung at a Time? Yes, and that's quite a long title, isn't it? It is. So right after college, I worked for a couple of advertising agencies in New York City as a media planner. And I found out, you know, it was, it was interesting work, but it's not something I want to do for, for a long time. So I moved to Los Angeles, and I actually thought that everyone left their offices at 3 p.m. to go to the beach every day. <laughs> Unfortunately, that wasn't, that wasn't the case. And I ended up getting a job as a research clerk, which is the equivalent of an intern at one of the major Hollywood studios. And I worked in the research department. And over time, I received uh, six promotions. I worked there for over 20 years, and I was vice president of research for the last 10 years I was there. And at that time, um, I had the same two bosses for the, for the entire time I was there, which is very rare. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately for me, uh, they did not renew my contract. And when I left, I had time to reflect. And one of the reasons and one of the challenges that I always had working there was managing people. I think that's one of the hardest things to do at work. And especially I had trouble managing millennials. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand some of their actions. There's definitely a generation gap going on there. So I just had this urge to write a book. And I really wanted to make it easier, uh, based on my experience, to help millennials make the transition from college to career. Now, when you were starting out in your career, what were some of the mistakes that you made that maybe you wish you would have, looking back on it, wish that someone would have told you about, like, hey, don't do this. This is not going to go well for you. Right. Well, the, the, the big mistake I made, and this is in my very first job out of college, is I did not network properly. So basically, I worked at a top 10 advertising agency, as I mentioned, in New York. And I, when I was a media planner, that was more on the business side. But I really wanted to be a copywriter, which is more on the creative side. And all I had to do is walk down the hall and ask the copywriters who worked there for advice. But I, I was pretty much just too shy to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think as a result of that, a great opportunity was lost. So never think that networking is finished once you get the job. Um, that's just the beginning. You know, the more people you talk to at your job, I think the more beneficial it's going to be for you. Now, in terms of, you know, what I wish people had told me when I first got started, just simply that it takes time to make that transition from college to career. I think you really have to be patient when you're looking for your dream job. So for me personally, it took me three years to find out what I didn't want to do before I found out what I did want to do. And I think if you spend the time and do the research before taking on a job, you'll definitely increase your chances of finding your ideal job much faster. Now, that kind of segues into what I want to talk about next, which are some things that you should just do as a recent college grad with your first job secured just to ensure that you're getting started on the right foot. And some of these are fairly obvious, like get a good night's sleep, eat your breakfast, do your homework. So, you know, you know what you're getting yourself into on your first day and, you know, don't be late. So what else would you add to these common pieces of advice for someone in their first corporate job on their first day? I think one of the most important things is to have a great attitude. So if you show enthusiasm and you show your supervisor that this isn't just a job for you, but it's a career, that's going to go over really well with them. That's definitely going to help you in your career. I think another thing is it's, it's critical to always go above and beyond what is expected of you and what's asked of you. 
I think that roughly 90% of employees do what's expected of them. You know, they do their jobs, and that's great. But there's the other 10% who initiate things, and they do things that are not asked of them. Those are the people who rise to the top. I would also say try to respect the people you work with, mm-hmm. even if you don't like them, because you, you have to work with them. So you, you always want to try to give them the benefit of the doubt. First days aside, there's a lot of things that you just don't learn in college that will really help you survive and flourish in the corporate world. And namely, one of the things that come to mind, and it's never a fun thing to do, but it's giving your boss bad news. So when should you do this? When shouldn't you do this? And do you have any tips for handling this to make sure it goes well? Yeah, usually if you're giving your boss bad news, it usually means you're complaining about someone, you're taking vacation during a busy time, you're missing a deadline, or maybe you're quitting. Mm -hmm. And none of these your boss wants to hear, unfortunately. So one thing I would say is don't do it first thing in the morning. I I would have people come in first thing in the morning. I mean, I haven't even put my coat up on the door, haven't had my, you know, my vanilla latte yet, and they're already giving me the bad news. So at least give your boss time to settle in. That's one thing I would say. Another thing I would say is, you know, walk in there and just say, oh, do you have a couple minutes where I can speak to you? And maybe they're willing to do it on the spot if they have the time. But if not, at least you can set up an appointment with them. And sometimes the end of the day might be the best. You know, the boss might be a little more relaxed. You know, they, they, they finish their deadlines and they're about to go home. And, you know, I, I just think there's a little less stress maybe at the end of the day than first thing in the morning. And that's perhaps the best time. But I, I would say also, you know, any kind of bad news, don't wait. You know, mm-hmm. if something comes up, just to speak to them right away and get it over with. So this kind of seems to come back to just having a healthy level of respect for the individuals that you work for. And of course, you're going to respect your boss, even if you're maybe not the biggest fan of them because they are your boss. Yeah. And I, I have two rules regarding the boss. The first rule is develop a very strong work relationship with your boss. Rule number two is to follow rule number one. That's how important <laughs> that relationship is. Because like you said, even if you don't like them, you know, they control your destiny and you really need to listen to what they say. And you may not agree with it a lot of the times, but you need to go along with it most of the time. And if you do object to things, you know, you do it in a professional way. Right. You know, they are, they are so key in your career advancement. You know, you do all you can. Find out about them. You know, what is it that makes them tick? What do they like? And just, you know, just talk to them, you know, like a normal person. Don't, don't make it all, always about work. It could be other things as well. You know, maybe they're interested in real estate or stock market or what's mm-hmm. going on in the news or whatever, or the latest book. But, you know, find a way to get a connection with them. That's important. So that brings me to my next question, and that's about socializing in the workplace. And more specifically, work parties when you're in a, a more relaxed area where there might be some alcohol. Right. Do you have any advice for navigating these? Maybe, you know, what kind of drink limit you should set for yourself, especially when you're fresh out of college? Yes. This can be a real danger zone for people. And I've seen employees get drunk at work parties, embarrass themselves. And unfortunately, years later, people are still talking about that one incident. And mm-hmm. that can kill your reputation and actually hurt your career. So as an example, I once had an intern who got so drunk at a major work party, he had to be physically carried out of the party. And he was singing Madonna songs as he got carried out. That's how drunk he was. Wow. <laughs> but and years later, we still think about that one incident. And that's not something you want to be thought of, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think the main thing I want to say, all it takes is that one extra drink, and that's what gets people in trouble. You have a choice. You can refrain from drinking alcohol altogether, which I know is probably unrealistic. (laughs) But what I would say is, if you do drink, drink slowly. Nurse your drink so that it lasts a while. Know your limit and don't go over it. And I know that can be very difficult because you're having fun at work and, you know, your coworkers are maybe drinking. But you really, really have to be careful because I've seen this happen many times. 
and uh, it, it, you know, it really could hurt your career. Great pieces of advice there. Now, this next tip that I kind of want to talk about is about office hygiene and bathroom etiquette. And for me, this just is common sense, but maybe not for everyone else. So what are your thoughts on this etiquette and what should you and shouldn't you do? If it were common sense, then, you know, everyone would know what to do and what not to do. But unfortunately, that's not the case. So just a couple things about the office. I would avoid wearing cologne or perfume. Mm -hmm. And if you feel it's necessary, just do a little because what you might find is a great smelling odor. Others might find offensive. When you go to the restroom, obviously, you want to wash your hands before you leave the bathroom. And be very careful what you say to others in the restroom because you never know who's listening. Right. You know, there, there could be someone hiding in the stall. There could be someone... You know, a lot of times the men and women's rooms are next to each other is an echo. You can hear it through the wall. So you really have to be really careful with, with stuff like that. I hate to say this, but, you know, it's important. You want to take a shower every morning. Uh, you know, we've had employees with body odor. And it, I see my boss, you know, speak to employees about that. And it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's embarrassing for both people. Right. You know, people are saying, well, should I be the one to talk to them or should I let someone else talk to them? And unfortunately, you know, I mean, if it's someone you know well, you know, just sit down with them and let them know. And, you know, it, it is embarrassing, but you're, you're trying to help them. Right. But these are the kind of things that you, you should think about. So in other words, the bathroom is not a confessional and just make sure that right. you're clean and tidy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That, 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 and the other thing I would say is, you know, use breath spray or gum or something like that um, when you're talking to people. Because bad breath is, is, you know, an issue for people. Mm-hmm. Give them their space, their personal space. You know, don't don't walk up right to them. And another thing I would say about uh, in the office is, you know, be very careful with your cell phone calls. Don't talk loudly in the office where people can overhear your conversation. Just find a nice, quiet place to talk because no one likes to be forced to overhear people's conversations. Right. And one last quick thing about the office. What are your thoughts about a kind of a messy workspace? I know some some of the creative types are kind of stereotypically messy, whereas on the flip side, some of the more analytical individuals are more clean and tidy. So is it really frowned upon to be messy or do people just not care as long as your output is good? Well, that's the thing. I think there's a correlation there. Um, a messy workspace gives the impression that you're unorganized. And I've seen people who, for whatever reason, they're very slow in getting things done and they're the people with the messy desk. Mm -hmm. So it really helps you when your desk is clean, it's not only psychological, but when someone's calling you on the phone, they need information quickly, you need to get to it quickly. And if you have a messy desk, that's not going to happen. So what I would say is take time maybe once a day or at least once a week, go through your physical files as well as your computer files. Delete what you don't need. Organize everything else into physical folders or computer folders. I think you'll just feel better about your work when you do that. Great pieces of advice there, but we are up against the clock today. And I do want to give you a moment here at the end to share any final pieces of advice with our listeners and kind of a quick crash course to corporate America. Yeah, well, in my book, I have what I call corporate commandments, and I have 73 of them. And I'm just going to quickly go through five of them, which I think are important. The first one is always think about your work reputation. So people are always judging you based on how you look, how you talk, how you write, those types of things. So whatever you do, always think about that. That should be foremost in your mind. Secondly, learn from your mistakes and from the mistakes of others. Uh, you're definitely going to make mistakes at work. Mm -hmm. And the key is not to make the same mistake twice. And definitely observe, be an observer. Look at other people. When they get in trouble for stuff, you know, why did they get in trouble? Make sure you don't get in trouble for the same thing. Uh, number three, attention to detail is everything. These are the people who, you know, are the most successful, I believe, at work, that they focus on every detail. You know, they don't let anything get past them. 
And that includes no typos in any kind of reports or emails. You know, you really have to be careful about that because, again, this gets back to your work reputation. Number four, remember that your job is to make the boss's job easier. So we kind of forget, you know, once we start working, we're, we have a lot of stress going on. We have our own projects. And we kind of forget, you know, our boss hired us to help them. Mm-hmm. So always think in your head, what is it I can do to make their job easier? And believe me, they will appreciate that. And that's going to help you in the long run. And the last thing, uh, number five, I would say, is do whatever it takes to get the job done. So this is where you go above and beyond. You know, if you needed to stay late, you stay late without any reservations, that type of thing. You know, you're part of a team and you all have an objective and it's just best to do, you know, whatever is necessary to get that job done. And that's going to help everybody. Well, there you have it with those final pieces of advice. We will wrap up today's episode of Classroom to Boardroom. I just want to thank Andy for joining us and sharing his advice. We do appreciate it. So thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Katie. Now to find more employment-related shows, head over to algianradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, please send our team an email at algianradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with Algian Radio, and I wish you the best of luck with your career.